This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. The Starlight Lounge presents an evening with the progressive box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to a new podcast here on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Actually, it's being simulcast live on YouTube where you can watch us. All you have to do is go to YouTube and type in BTS Steelers Radio. This is the Steelers Q&A. Not the best name, I get it. But at the same time, it's the best that I could think of. We'll probably think of a new name, but joining me is not Lance Williams, who's usually on for the standard is the standard, but another contributor, one of my former co-hosts on BTSC, and that is Brian Anthony Davis. Brian, how are you this fine afternoon, evening? I'm fantastic, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's always fun. Always fun. We were going to do this show on our blog talk radio page, but they were malfunctioning at every single seam and level. Um, so we're going to talk about some Steelers questions and answers 
burning questions uh, that a lot of fans, whether it's on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com's comment section, whether it's on our Facebook feed, our Twitter feed, all those different platforms, a lot of the same questions, a lot of the same concerns are being brought up. And I don't think we should start anywhere other than Le'Veon Bell. He is the biggest free agent name that you have on your list, on everyone's list, because let's be honest, when you look at the unrestricted free agents for the Steelers, there's just not that many key players outside of Le'Veon Bell. So the Steelers have options. Rumors today from the Pro Bowl, we wrote this on the website, is that Le'Veon Bell said the Steelers have already offered him a deal. Now, he didn't accept that, but it's at least going in the right direction. And according to him, they are they meaning the two sides are a lot closer than they were at any time last year. So, Brian, the question is, will the Steelers franchise tag him again? Will they give him a long-term contract? Or will the two sides not get together on anything resembling a new deal and he will be playing elsewhere, or not at all, in 2018 and 2019? You know, Jeff, I think if worse comes to worse, they're going to definitely franchise him if they have to. Now, I think the Steelers are going to try not to do that. They're going to try to get a deal done as soon as possible to avoid all the shenanigans and all the crap that they had to deal with last year, um, going all the way up until a couple days before the season started. And you saw where that rust really came into play the first four weeks of the season. So they want to avoid that at all costs. But here's the one thing that concerns me. It's great that Le'Veon Bell is saying, yeah, you know, I mean, we're better off than we were last year at this point. But the problem is... It's better, but it's still not good enough. Are the Steelers putting their best deal out there up front? Are they, uh, or are they going to, or are they going to just have to franchise them? If they franchise them, that's where you get Le'Veon Bell, you know, offended, deciding not to play, contemplating holding out, contemplating retirement. So you never know what's going on in his head but this has got to be a good thing i'm thinking that at least that Le'Veon bell thinks that there's progress being made already so you might be seeing both sides bend a little but how much are each side going to bend there's a time and a place for black and white like when you're learning to play piano or when you want a big two-toned cookie or when shopping for a pet zebra but if you want to attract customers there's no room for black and white so go to staples Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 18 Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hey, sports fans. Football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Yeah, I think that um, 
Yeah, I think you are going to see Le'Veon Bell get franchise tagged, but I don't think it's with the intention of him playing next season for 14.5 whatever million dollars that it is. I think it's just going to be more of a Band-Aid and a, I guess you could say, a bridge in the negotiating process. The Steelers are going to have to get a deal done, and they're going to have to at least franchise tag him so he does not hit free agency. That's step number one. Uh, and then step number two would be, coming to terms on that long-term deal. Now, here's an interesting caveat because I wrote the article for the website today, and I said, and in my opinion, I still believe this, that in last year when Le'Veon Bell played this past season in with the salary cap, he essentially bet on himself. He said, I feel like I'm worth number one running back money and number two wide receiver money, and he put it all out there. Now, the biggest key was that he stayed healthy. He played in uh, a full season. He didn't play in week 16. I get that against the Browns, but he played a full season. And a lot of commenters disagreed with what I said based on the fact that his yards per carry were down in 2017 from 2016 and his yards per reception were down as well. I don't think that changes how valuable he is to this team. If the Steelers want to be a legitimate contender, I think they need Le'Veon Bell. You agree or disagree? You know, are you going to take nine and seven with four point nine yards of carry? Or are you going to take three point nine and thirteen and three, and uh, you know, a trip to the playoffs and uh, the possibility to go farther? You know, I, I'm not worried about yards per carry because when it was time to get things done, Le'Veon Bell got it done on the field down the stretch. He was the most valuable player for that team down the stretch, and uh, when that running game was going, that team was going. And when that passing game going to Le'Veon Bell out of the backfield, you can't stop that. Yeah. Okay. Le'Veon Bell, enough of that guy. I'm sick of talking about him already. So let's move on to Martavis Bryant, another offensive weapon. Um, Midway through the season last year, he was talking about trades. He wanted out. He didn't want anything to do with the Steelers because he was disgruntled about his role. He was disgruntled about Juju Smith-Schuster outplaying him. Now, all of a sudden, at the end of the season, after the locker cleanout that they had after their loss to the Jaguars, Little Birdie was singing a different tune. We'll just put it that way. He was saying that he wanted to stay, he wanted to win a ring. And I know why, because the Steelers still have control over him for next season. Uh, when he was suspended for a year, that did not count as a year of work. Therefore, the Steelers were able to retain him for another year. So they have him under control. The only way they're going to get rid of them is him is to trade him. His value is not that great right now. So he wants to win a ring. He wants to perform well to make as much money as he can on the free market. The Steelers, they would probably like him to play well as, as well next season so that they can win a championship because Bryant could be a big part of that. Brian, I want to know, what do you see, A, in Bryant? Do you think they trade him this offseason? I don't really think so, but it's a possibility. And B... How do you see him fitting into the into this team next year with Juju Smith-Schuster coming out and emerging so much as he did? Well, Jeff, I think he fit in well with the Steelers the last quarter of the season, especially those last four games. He was getting the ball thrown to him. He wasn't complaining. He was happy. He was getting his his uh, his targets. Juju was getting his targets. Of course, you know Antonio Brown was getting his targets and found out that there was room for everybody, and then he had a role on this team. I think you hit it on the head. I think he knows that this is his best chance to go to the Super Bowl right now because anything else is, you know, it's a roll of the dice for him if he goes to uh, probably 24 out of the 32 teams and uh, maybe more 
to uh, get in that position. Now, I mean, if you went to a team like New England, of, of course he has an opportunity every year. But um, probably not too many chances for uh, Bryant outside of Pittsburgh. And he knows they have control over him. He really, uh, he really got in sync with Ben Roethlisberger at the end of the season. And you saw how valuable he was in that playoff game. And he was fired up in that playoff game, even though it was a losing, losing effort. I mean, you have those weapons, use them. And uh, somebody had a talk with him, Jeff, or he had some kind of come to Jesus on his own. But one thing that I tell anybody that asks me their advice on uh, if they're having trouble at work, it's like, look, play the game. Football, just play the game at work. Do what you have to do. Know where you need to go if it doesn't go right. But do what they ask you to do reason to keep you and give them reason to make you happier and I think that's what happened at the end of the season he was happier they gave him reason but in turn Martavis Bryant gave the Steelers reason to go to him right now yeah you're right and I think when it comes to the trade talk the biggest issue with me with Martavis Bryant there are teams that would want him there are teams that are so in need of a receiver that has the breakaway speed that has the size that he possesses the problem is, is that because the Steelers have control over him, it's not even a restricted free agent situation where a tender can be put down. The Steelers would never get what they think he is worth. And I think, I think they're talking, you know, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are saying, oh, we would probably, they would probably expect maybe a, a, a second round pick for him or another prolific player. The problem is, is that he's one piss test away from being kicked out of the league and getting Josh Gordon treatment until he can come back. So, there's definitely some liability there with Martavis Bryant, but I think we both agree he will be back next year. And if he can pick up where he left off, and fans also need to remember this, at the beginning of this season, the past season that just just came to close, he was not permitted to be on the field in OTAs. He was not allowed to practice with the team for the majority of training camp because the NFL was dragging their feet on his reinstatement. Don't think that that didn't have something to do with his slow start don't think it didn't have something to do with his lack of chemistry with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, that'll be changed this year, unless he messes up this offseason, which I knock on wood. It could certainly happen. Uh, ultimately, I think Martavis Bryant's back. I think he picks up where he left off, and I think that the Steelers' offense will benefit having him out there. With he, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Antonio Brown could be very, very dynamic. Um I do have another question for you here, Brian. It's about the offense. Before we move over to the defensive side, I'm sure there are some listeners that are thinking, oh my gosh, the offense seems pretty set. Why do you keep talking about it? Well, there's news there too. Todd Haley, eh, gone. Out is Todd Haley. He's in Cleveland now. And I don't know if you saw this today, Brian. I wrote an article. It was an open letter to Browns fans about their new offensive coordinator, Todd Haley. And I basically, I, I, th I thought it was very fair. It wasn't a bashing session. Um, I basically told Browns fans, if they were curious, what they were getting with, with Todd Haley. But he's gone. He's up by the mistake by the lake. And in comes Randy. I, I learned this. His name is pronounced Feetner. Yep, Feetner. I thought it was Fitchner. Silly me for trying to use phonetics when it looks to... <laughs> I did as well. So, <laughs> so Randy Feetner is taking over at the offensive coordinator role. My question, Brian, is is Ben Roethlisberger basically the offensive coordinator now or collaboration between not only Roethlisberger but some of the other key players? You look at that offensive line, very veteran-laden group. What do you think 
will be the approach to the Steelers offense from like, okay, who's really calling the shots? And what do you think this might look like next year? Will it look the same, different? Who knows? Well, I'm going to plug my own piece, random thoughts from a black and gold mind. So let's jump into the black and gold mind right now. In my mind, Ben Roethlisberger fired Todd Haley. In my mind. <laughs> I, I thoroughly believe that. I know he came out and said nice things at the Pro Bowl today about Todd Haley. But, you know, it's easy to say some nice things after he's gone and say, hey, I'm the good guy. But never wanted Todd Haley gone. That was evidence during the Indianapolis game when he wanted to make sure that Randy Feetner was down on the sidelines out of the press box to be his buffer between him and Todd Haley. There was a huge problem between those two. And we saw that in the New England game. It was a huge problem when they did not have a play ready during the Jesse James James review. And that is because Ben and Todd were not getting along and they weren't discussing it. Now, I thoroughly think that Ben Roethlisberger, with that being said, is the offensive coordinator. It's a lot of it is going to be a collaboration between Ben and Randy. However, I have a hard time believing that Randy is going to be calling all the shots. I mean, he's a figurehead in this situation to me. I'm sure he, he knows how to do it. He'll be fine. Um, as far as calling the plays, I mean, it's, Ben's not going to be designing all the plays. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that Ben is going to get what he wants first. And uh, that's going to happen because he got this guy hired, basically. No one was really going to look at Randy, Randy Feetner um, if it wasn't for Ben, ben uh, Roethlisberger. It wasn't going to happen. They were going to look outside. And uh, this probably saved you the return of Mike Malarkey in this situation. So be, be happy about that, uh, you know, um, in that concern. But I really think that it's going to go swimmingly because you're keeping your quarterback happy. You're keeping your franchise player, the most important person in that town, not named Rudy, happy right now. And that's what you need to do. Um, I think that it's going to be uh, – we see what Ben does when he's on his own and calls his own plays. People have been calling for that all year. So he'll be getting his place called through Feetner, but – um, Feetner will be able to uh, design some things for the other guys too, as far as the running plays. So I think it's actually going to be a good collaboration. But mark my words, this is Ben's hire, and Ben is the OC in Pittsburgh. And that means that there's no more scapegoat for number seven. Oh, no. If you, if you followed the Steelers for any amount of time, especially since he's had his number one Cochran show on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh, he is known for throwing. Todd Haley under the bus and it's not ridiculous it's these slight little comments that he makes about play calling and situational football and yeah that wasn't me that's I just I just run what the plays are he's he's no he's been doing that for years and so now Haley's gone Feetner's in it's on you now you make a mistake you gotta own it it doesn't it's not that he doesn't own mistakes I think he does after the Jacksonville game where he threw five picks he certainly owned up to that but at the same time he was also really quick to pass the buck as well so let's flip uh let's flip the switch so to speak easy for me to say um and go over to the defensive side of the ball which is what everyone wants to talk about and in my opinion the number one topic the number one player the number one potential salary cap casualty is Mike Mitchell. Mike Mitchell's due for over $5 million next year. It's his final year of his contract, and he hasn't really played that well. And it's probably because he's been hurt all the time. What do you see happening with Mike Mitchell last 
next year, maybe draft a safety, let him learn, and take the dead money loss. I'm not sure what that number is off the top of my head. Or um, do they just think that Mike Mitchell's the answer? What do you think that happens with number 23? I think Mike Mitchell should be in the cheese line next year. Whether he will be or not, I don't know. The dead money, from what I understand, is $2 million, but uh, they're looking to save about six on the cap. So um, you're losing about two there if you get rid of him now, and I think it's really worth it to just get – I think he's a negative presence on that field. I don't think he tackles as well as he used to, and he's just lost in coverage. So you have Sean Davis there. Build around Sean Davis and bring somebody in for maybe the possibility of uh, bringing somebody in with that money that you're saving, um, or you know, and you draft high. Now, the problem with drafting high is – you're going to probably have to get the sixth or seventh best safety on the board if you're drafting in the second round because I'm, I would bet my bottom dollar that they're going middle linebacker, inside linebacker in the first round. So I really can't see them going in that direction, but they're going to look for a middle-of-the-road free agent as far as that goes, and they're going to, they're going to go ahead and draft. Um, there's also – you never know um, – what they might fiddle around with, uh, you know, William Gay. This might actually uh, be another year for William Gay at safety. I mean, they've worked him out there. Uh, they might even just put them in to help bridge the gap. But he's a negative presence right now is Mike Mitchell, and I think they have to get rid of him. Well, you bring up a lot of great points when it comes to the football aspect of Mike Mitchell. Um and I don't think William Gay's the answer at safety. He's slowing down. He he looked lost in the slot at times last year. There were oh, people, I agree. There were people, myself included, that thought Cameron Sutton should be playing over him uh, when it came down to the playoffs, but he's so smart and he knows the defense. I just don't know if he's rangy enough to play that free safety position. But here's another aspect you didn't mention, and I want to say you might have mentioned it in your article, Random Thoughts. I'm sick of Mike Mitchell's mouth. And I've never had a problem with him, his on-field antics. You know, he makes a big hit, and he gets up, and he's fired up. Or the, the lurk gang that he always does as he comes out, whatever. I don't even know what the hell that means. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, but no, I, I, I can't. I, I'm sick and tired of these. And, and it, is, it is bulletin board material. I, don't, I, I hate saying that because I feel like that's such an old cliche, and it's, some people feel it's not true, but it is. When you are getting ready to play the Jacksonville Jaguars in the playoffs, and I know that this was a quote at the very end of a really good article about Ryan Chazier and his rehabilitation and his close-knit friendships with his teammates, one of them being Mike Mitchell. But when you go on record, and you could say this to the reporter and say, do not put that in the article. When you go on record and say, we'll play them in Haiti, we'll play them in hell, I don't care, we'll play the Patriots anywhere we're going to win, Oh my goodness, what are you doing? That's just not the approach. That's not the attitude. That's not the mindset anyone should have. Um, I just feel, and, and you know, you hear the stories about it. he was outside the Jaguars locker room yelling at the players. Why are you trying to fire up the other team? Worry about the created. Sandwich. Yeah. Go ahead. You know what he did? He created an us against the world scenario for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's yep. exactly what he did. He, they went inside that locker room. They're like, okay, they're looking, they're looking beyond us. And you know, we know the team wasn't 
looking beyond them. But if Jacksonville thinks that and Jacksonville could twist it into making you them think that, okay, everybody disrespects us. We're disrespected. Now we'll show them that's exactly what happened. And they were taunting him. Mike who, and that's what, that's what made him stand outside his locker room. So if I stood outside your house after, uh, you know, jabs back and forth on social media and said, you're going to know my name, Jeff. Hey, Hartman, mm-hmm. I'm going to beat your ass. If I'm, if I'm doing that <laughs> stuff, you know, you're, you're just going to, you're going to laugh like that. And you're going to like, okay, I'm going to target yeah. this guy and I'm going to show him. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. He just put the whole team out there and it was unnecessary yeah. for and Here's the thing. If AB does that and he, he has it, but AB at least back stuff up. Mitchell's not backing stuff up on the field. He's nothing but a liability, and his mouth made him even more of a liability. I want him out. Yeah. I mean, in this case, we're talking two negatives. We're talking about the actual play of football, and we're talking about off-the-field stuff in terms of motivation for the opponent. Um, In this case, two negatives do not make a positive. I would be stunned if he comes back, but he is Mike Tomlin's guy. Mike Tomlin brought him in. He likes Mike Mitchell. I'm just saying, if he stays... Don't be shocked. Okay, let's go to something else on the defense, something that everyone is still talking about. It's unbelievable to me. But I wanted to get what your... You write the knee-jerk reaction article after games for the website. I want to get your reaction to... You felt We knew, everyone knew, you knew, I knew, at the end of the season, changes were coming. I think we all assumed that Todd Haley was going to be gone. Uh, but what was your reaction, knee-jerk reaction, when you find out that the defensive coaching staff is remaining intact? What was it? Well, the first thing I was thinking is, why does Joey Porter still have a job? Um, the second thing I was thinking, and when right after that, the very next day we find out that Mike Tomlin called a majority of those plays, I'm thinking, hey, that's why it's intact, because Mike Tomlin's not going to fire Mike Tomlin. So to <laughs> me, that makes me think that, that uh, Keith Butler is nothing but a patsy for Mike Tomlin. If he's calling the plays, why does he need to be there? Until Todd Haley was uh, hired in Cleveland, the offensive coordinator in Cleveland was the same as the head coach, Hugh Jackson. He had both titles. So when you're looking at that, you might as well put the title on on, uh, Mike Tomlin and save some money if that's what's going to be happening. If If he's calling the majority of the plays, then Keith Butler does not need to be there. But Mike Tomlin does not want to fire Mike Tomlin and coming on the hot seat. And this makes his seat even hotter. Now are the Rooney's going to fire him. No, all this talk, they're not getting rid of Mike Tomlin. However, the defensive problems, if it's Mike Tomlin's responsibility, then he needs to make changes where he needs to make them. And that's the bottom line. Yeah, no, I agree with you hundred percent. And the thing about Tomlin, you know, a lot of people want him gone. A lot of people are frustrated. I understand that, but just as today, you know, everyone, a lot of their emotion, a lot of their vitriol has been brewing for a long time. And a lot of it stems from the Ed Bouchette article is reporting how Tomlin's the one that makes the calls, how players were, Lady Unbell was late to practice. The coaching staff wasn't showing up on time when he wanted. We'll come to find out today, Lady on Bell said that Tomlin knew about it and the, he, the coaching staff knew that he was going to be late. It was a personal issue. Some fans, that's not good enough. But you and I know that stuff happens. Life happens. Yeah, Sometimes, that's good enough for me. As long as, long as you're 
employer knows. Because that's the thing. If, if Le'Veon Bell just strolls into the training camp, the training facility with 10 minutes left in the walkthrough and is like, oh, sorry, overslept, I guarantee you he would not have started that game. I just don't think Tomlin is that much of a pushover. I really don't. He's disciplined players before. I know it's the playoffs. I know it's mag- the magnitude of the game. But if you remember last year before the Patriots game when Landry Jones was quarterback, Eli Rogers had a significant role on the team. He did not play a snap. He benched him the entire game. And it was reportedly because he missed time at practice, um, not being where he should be, stuff like that. So um, I-, I don't know. It's it's interesting uh, as to that there were no changes on the defensive side. There still might be changes. I think, I think fans need to realize that. When Bruce Arians retired and for those who are listening on itunes i just did the air quotes um he was told by mike tomlin his job was safe and then art rooney the second is the one that said we're going to make a change so there still are possibilities for this change to happen i guarantee you that art rooney and mike tomlin have already met but i'm sure they're going to meet again when the coaching staff returns to the pro bowl and that's when they're really going to start digging in because you don't want um i doubt there's going to be any changes now because you're starting to get into the major draft stuff. You're talking about the Senior Bowl, which is going on this weekend. The Shriner Bowl was last weekend. Uh, you're going to start all those workouts in those pro days. You want to have your coaching staff available in there so that they can scout, they can recruit those players that you need. Okay, last question. We did three on the offense. We're going to do three on the defense, and we're going to call it a show. This one's a tough one for me, and it might be a tough one for you too, Brian, and that's about Bud Dupree. Okay, Bud Dupree... The Steelers have to make a decision on him. They have to decide whether they want to grant him a fifth-year option, which is since 2011, first-round draft picks, and the team has an has a fifth-year option on the contract, in case you're listening and didn't know this. And every year except for one, 2013, Jarvis Jones is the only player the Steelers have not extended that fifth-year option to their first-round draft pick. So question, it's simple. Do the Steelers give that fifth-year option to Bud Dupree? Or do they not and essentially tell him, look, after this season, you're going to be gone? I think they absolutely give him that guarantee. I don't really think it kills them to do it. They are uh, the entire linebacking core when you lose Shazier, and I know Shazier plays in the inside, and we're talking about outside linebackers. But now Harrison's gone. He is the starter there. Who are you going to bring in right now to go ahead and replace them? And I think you go ahead, you don't lose much by giving him that guarantee. Um, having him around does not hurt you at this point um, because, you know, he, it's not like he's going to make a ton of money on that fifth-year option. Um, so, you know, I think you keep him around, see how he continues to improve. The guy still had six sacks last year. I thought he was a liability in pass coverage, and we saw that in the Jacksonville game. But – I still think that they have every that he's miles ahead of where Jarvis Jones was, and I think you you bring him back and uh, continue to work for that team. Um, I'm going to give a, a big case in point here. After the if we had this conversation between the second and third year of the Cam Hayward experience, okay, that whole experiment at the beginning, a lot of people wanted Cam gone. Nobody wants Cam gone now. Nobody whatsoever wants Cam gone now. And the reason being, he took some time to get accustomed to it. I know he's been here, I'm going to call it almost two and a half seasons, just for the fact that there's a lot of games that he did not play. I mean, he only played six in 2015. 
excuse me, 2016 and um, played about 14 um, this season. So I think he still has a lot of learning to do. I think he still has, uh, he gives that team options and I would, I would not, uh, I would not cut, get cut ties with him right now. Yeah, I agree with you uh, on Bud Dupree. I think that Dupree his performance on the field has not been as good as it should be. He was raw. We all knew that. But you expect him to make bigger steps in production. Um, I don't think anyone in their right mind thought that if there was going to be a Steelers defender that's going to break their streak of having a double-digit sack getter, that it would be Cameron Hayward and not one of their bookend uh, linebackers like Dupree. Uh, But still, I think if the Steelers decide to keep Dupree and they do the fifth-year option with him, which I think they will, don't think this doesn't have a lot to do with self-image and their important and them drafting outside linebackers. Think about what that would look like if they say we're not going to give you your fifth-year option. That is, is two first-round outside linebackers that you have absolutely swung and missed on. That would look horrible on Tomlin, on Colbert, on the scouting team, the entire organization. That would be a gigantic failure. And I don't think there's any way, shape, or form that this group, this, uh, you know, Colbert on down to Tomlin and so forth, are going to ever do that again. I don't think they're going to say, look, it's, it's, we're not going to do that. A lot of people think it's Joey Porter, that he's not doing the job, but at some time the players have to go out and they have to make the plays themselves. So I think that I agree with you. I think they do come, I think he does come back. I think they do have, uh, give him his fifth year option. Um, it's not ridiculously expensive, but it is, is a significantly higher number than what he gets during his rookie contract. But it gives you another year of control, and it gives you an option to sign them prior to that fifth-year option, which is what they did with David DeCastro. It's what they did with Cameron Hayward. It's also what they did with Brian Shazier. Uh, but obviously, we know Shazier um, is not likely to be back this year. You know, it's just being the harsh reality of the situation. So uh, I think that was a great show. Great first show. We had three offensive questions, three defensive questions. There are still a ton more questions about this team. But Brian, before we go, I'd like to give you your soapbox. If there's anything you want to say to the Steeler fans out there, whether it's motivational or whether it's just something to get off your chest, go ahead. Well, you know, everything that happened this year um, is all a part of the script. I have said that all year long. I, uh, was watching that game against Jacksonville the other day, and I was thinking the entire time, excuse me, the Jacksonville New England game, the AFC Championship game, and I was thinking the entire time that Pittsburgh would not have had a chance in this game, just like Jacksonville doesn't have a chance in this game. And I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but when you're looking uh, midway through the third period, the third quarter, and uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars have eight penalties to one on the New England side, it kind of scratches your head a little bit. And it, it just makes you think that there's a part of it that it's going to be really hard to beat the New England Patriots in 2017. Um, I know that's big conspiracy theory thing. I know that's me saying, I'm not saying that the thing is fixed. I'm just thinking that there was no stopping them at this point. Yeah. And I just really think that uh, we would have been disappointed last week as well. But with that being said, 
the window is still open for this Pittsburgh Steeler team. Ben Roethlisberger is back. It is going to look like Le'Veon Bell is back. Even if he's back for one year with the franchise tag, you run the wheels off of him and you get what you can this year. You know you're not going to have any problem with Antonio Brown. You go high in the draft on defense, especially you shore up that middle, that inside linebacker spot. You go ahead and look for, for a mid-level free agents and ones you know that you can get production out of, and you have a team. This team, we're, we're talking Armageddon with this team. Just the fact that they lost in the divisional round, this is like we're talking like this is a 4-12 and team with so many problems and so many holes. Yes, there's a lot of things that need fixed, but this team is a lot closer to Atlanta and the Sir than they are to the basement. So I'm telling you what, just have faith. Relax, Pittsburgh. Relax with your Steelers. They know we don't think they know what they're doing, but they know what they're doing. On the, especially Kevin Colbert, and believe it or not, Mike Tomlin knows what he's doing too, as well. So just let them go. I want Mike Tomlin to go ahead and tighten things up. I don't want him gone. I want things tightened up. And with that being said, 2017 is over. 2018 is the year. Yeah, Brian, it's good that we have that angle of you if you're watching on YouTube because I think if it were up higher, we'd see all your tinfoil hats behind you of your conspiracy <laughs> theorists and stuff and your Area 51 memorabilia and all that stuff. But anyways, I'm going to say something short and sweet, and that is about Super Bowl 52 that's about to come up. Brian alluded to the Patriots. We know they're playing the Philadelphia Eagles in Super Bowl. Um, and a lot of people have been asking, who are you going to root for? Um, you know, do you root for your cross state is cross state rival, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh typically don't mix too well uh, in a lot of different sports, especially hockey. Um, or do you uh, root for the Patriots? Well, to me, this is easy. Fly Eagles fly, fly like you've never flown before, because I'm sorry, the thought of the Patriots not only winning again, but tying the Steelers at six Super Bowl rings, James Harrison winning a Super Bowl after he leaves the Steelers the way he did, um, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady continuing their utter dominance with that arrogance and uh, Robert Kraft. I, it makes me want to vomit, personally. Uh, so if you're wondering who I'm rooting for, I'm not going to be one of those people. Lance is one of these people that says, I'm not rooting for anyone. Uh, I can't root for the Eagles, can't root for the Patriots. Screw that. Go Patriots. Go. I'm, oh, my gosh. I, talking myself into, into oblivion here go eagles because i cannot stand the patriots in my opinion the patriots are number one on my most hated nfl team list that's more than the Bengals. that's more than the ravens any team i cannot stand the new england patriots so for that and so many more reasons al, al river on i am going to be rooting for the philadelphia eagles so with that said, Brian, I thought it was a great first show. We're going to be doing this show every other week, okay? Um, so we did it today. Next Wednesday, leading up to the Super Bowl, Lance and I will be back for the Standard is a Standard the following week. Brian and I will be back to answer more questions as more news breaks, and we know that in two weeks' time, a lot of stuff will be new. So make sure you check us out. If you're on YouTube, BTSC Steelers Radio, subscribe. Give us a like, thumbs up, follow us. Check that stuff out on iTunes. The standard is a standard. You can hear this show as well as the Steelers Connection. We are having some new podcasters coming on in the coming weeks, going to do their own commentary, some short stuff. It's going to be great. You're going to enjoy it. Check us out there. And as always, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for my work, for Brian's work, 
for the best Steelers news on the internet. We'll see you next time on the Steelers Q&A. Drink run. Here we go. McCafe coffees, shakes, and drinks. Ain't no thing. You the man. Yeah, that's what they're gonna say. Oh, Kevin, thank you so much. We love you. <laughs> that's right. You the champ. The drink run champ. Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Own the drink run, Kevin. Own it. Now get a small smoothie, shake, or frappe for $2 on McDonald's one two three dollars menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hello, I'm Ashley Carmen. I'm Caitlin Tiffany. We're the hosts of Why'd You Push That Button, the Verge's show about all the choices technology forces us to make. We're back for season three, talking about questions like, why do you delete your tweets? And why do you type in lowercase letters that make you seem like a serial killer? And why are you on an exclusive dating app? You're not that special. We're releasing a new episode every Wednesday, and you can find us anywhere you typically find podcasts, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. So go ahead and subscribe and check us out. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.